Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, we're back to Eco News again. And uh, I always look forward to it. Um, always some new articles come along. Um, some eye-popping ones. Some really interesting ones this week, I think. Um, you're going to be talking about lightning bugs. Um, something about the Chesapeake Bay. I found uh, a new oldest species, I think. So let's get right to it. Yeah, so it's about that time of year we're going to start seeing fireflies out and about at night. Um, They are the official insect of Pennsylvania. But I think the big question this year is, will we see less of them? So firefly or lightning bugs, they're often called. um, They're actually declining globally. And one in three firefly species in North America are actually at risk of extinction. So it's definitely not good. So they're saying the main culprit is habitat loss, you know, loss of like tall grasses, fields, um, light pollution is a big one. So in areas where there's a lot of light, um, it actually messes with their reproduction. Yeah. So even just, you know, leaving porch lights on, um, excess solar lights, you know, people get carried away with, I think, lighting up their backyard, um, but it definitely messes with them. Um, so we want to avoid that, right? That's, that's what they're saying. Yeah, so that blinking is actually you know, how they communicate with each other for reproduction. So definitely doesn't help them when there's a bunch of other lights on. Um, other things you can do are avoiding pesticides, you know, protecting them that way. Um, planting native trees and grasses to provide more habitat. So they like that tall grass and fields. Um, so if you have areas that you can leave unmowed, that's a great way to help them. And then also allowing log and leaf litter to accumulate. Yeah, so we're looking at high gas prices right now. Reasons to avoid mowing that back section along. There's a good reason, right? Yeah. So they're going to help the firefly population. It can also help your wallet. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they say it is still safe to catch them. Um, I know that's a favorite pastime of a lot of little kids, you know, to go out and play with them. They do say, though, instead of putting them in a jar, you know, catch them gently and let them go when you're done looking at them. Yeah, so something to pay attention to this year. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time outside at night looking yet this year to notice if there's been a difference in this area. But, yeah, something you can pay attention to. I've seen quite a few already, um... I can't say whether the numbers are down or not, but I've definitely seen some. All right, so I wanted to mention a story that broke this past week or two. Um, actually, they, they think that they found a new oldest tree in the world. Um, so this is actually in southern Chile. So there's a study that was carried out by Dr. Jonathan Barchevich, and he's a Chilean scientist. And um, he actually suggested that an ancient cypress tree uh, which they refer to as the great grandfather. It actually could be older than the the current record holder, which is called Methuselah. Uh, Methuselah turns out to be right around 4,853 years old. That's a bristlecone pine, and that's out in California. So this great grandfather, the cypress tree, is actually measures uh, 13 feet in diameter. And uh, the problem they're having is it's so big that they can't really determine the exact age of the tree. Um, so to get in a little bit more, they typically extract a one meter cylinder of wood and the tree rings are counted. And 
that's how they determine the age. Um, but the tool used for it is not long enough. So what they got to do is they have to they have to use a combination of computer analysis and traditional methods, and basically they estimate it. So right now they're thinking that this tree is about 5,484 years old. So that's 631 years older than Methuselah, um, which is crazy. Um, it, I always like to go out in the woods, especially if I go to Woodburn and kind of picture, you know, some of those older trees, like what they experienced. So uh, some of those older trees at Woodburn, you know, they likely have seen the pilgrims or shortly thereafter, um, which is crazy to think about. So this new oldest tree in the world, you know, experienced so many uh, different civilizations, which is pretty remarkable. So, just wanted to bring you that update. Um, yeah, they'll definitely be talking about it a little bit more. Um, so, listen to the news for that one. So, the last article we wanted to talk about today is about the Chesapeake Bay watershed and their latest report card. Um, and keeping the Chesapeake Bay clean is one of our main goals here at the district. Um, there's a lot of other states working towards that as well. So, the watershed received an overall grade of C+. Plus on its latest report card released Monday by the University of Maryland, Center for Environmental Science. Um, C plus doesn't really sound great, but it is actually getting better. So the score improved slightly from 45 to 50. Um, this health of the bay, um, it's a direct reflection of what's happening across the six state watershed that it encompasses. And these states include Delaware, Maryland, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, and the District of Columbia. And this year's report card was actually the first to include a range of economical, ecological, and societal factors to help assess progress in improving the Bay. So the overall trend of the score is improving. Um, seven regions had better grades due to improved water quality. Both nitrogen and phosphorus concentrations continue to improve. Um, that's a big thing we work towards here in Susquehanna County. We have the Chesapeake Bay program. We have a tech that specializes in helping farmers reduce those loads to local waterways, which end up in the Susquehanna River and then ultimately in the bay. Yeah, we also have the, um, uh, just started within the past year or so, the Countywide Action Plan, which is also another initiative um, which coincides with what you just spoke about, but um, helping farmers put projects in place to reduce those loads yep so. yeah so good things happening and you know like i said the other states are also working really hard on this so hopefully we'll see that score continue to improve um they also say that the aquatic grass covering is improving but the water quality and chlorophyll load in the bay continues to degrade i think too often we focus on the chesapeake bay i don't want to say anything negative about chesapeake bay but really boils down to the water quality in your backyard first of all um you know we all use water and we all want good water and clean water um and so you know ju just focusing on chesapeake bay kind of we lose sight of the bigger picture i think um so if you think about the smaller picture in your backyard and keeping the local water healthy that translates to better health in chesapeake bay Yep, something we can all contribute to. Yep. All right, well, that's a good article. Um, let's see, we have a couple of events we want to mention as well, right? 
All right, so the first one we wanted to mention was the statewide June BioBlitz. You know, like, what is a BioBlitz? Well, basically, BioBlitz is looking at organisms from bottom to the top, you know, from small insects or uh, macroinvertebrates in the water all the way up to trees, um, and then basically capturing that data. Um, so, in this case, if you're a mushroom hunter or fisherman, birder, just like walking the trails, our state parks are actually holding a BioBlitz, and um, it'll help us learn more about the diversity of the organisms in our parks, and uh, locally, Lackawanna State Park is participating. So that's why we want to mention it. Um, to participate, here's what you got to do. You got to download iNaturalist app. So go to your app store and download iNaturalist. You got to create an account and then you simply start taking pictures. And you can upload them to iNaturalist. And it's a free citizen science project. We talked about it a couple times on the show. Um, it's a lot of fun. You get to kind of discover maybe some organisms that you've seen hundreds of times, but you never knew their name. So it helps you identify those. And it's also going to provide data to scientists as well. Um, and on top of that, there's kind of a friendly contest going on between the state parks that are involved. So you're going to help out Lackawanna State Park. Um, if you're headed down to Ricketts Glen, they're also participating, just as a side note. So... Uh, get involved. It's a good way to get outside, discover some new species, help scientists capture some data, and uh, have a little fun on the side. So the other one is for kids. Um, the Pennsylvania Game Commission is hosting a junior game warden camp for youth ages 11 to 15 in each of the six regions of the state. Junior game wardens will spend the day with game wardens. Um, they'll gain insight into the job and the Game Commission's mission of managing and protecting the state's wildlife and habitats, all while promoting hunting and trapping. And the campers will join wardens in light physical fitness activities, confidence building exercises, and at hands-on learning stations. Um, they'll learn about wildlife forensics, and methods used by wardens to catch poachers and solve wildlife-related crimes. And they'll also participate in wildlife capture techniques, woodland tracking, and outdoor survival. So it sounds like a pretty cool camp. Um, closest one to us here is the Northeast Region Camp, and that'll be August 4th at Francis Slocum State Park in Wyoming, PA. And for more information, you can visit pgc.pa.gov. And also just a reminder that PA hunting licenses for the 2022-23 license year will go on sale Monday, June 13th. So if you're interested in applying for doe tags this year, um, those go in in July. So get your license early. All right. Well, I guess that does it for today's show. If you have questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, and that's www.suscondistrict.org. And there you can find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out, and you can ask questions or make comments about the show. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying... Enjoy the outdoors.